important altcoin update. There has been some huge developments with some of our favorite altcoin gems, and we're going to bring you up to speed. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Views expressed by speakers on the Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be giving you an important altcoin update on some of our favorite altcoin gems. This is a very important episode. We talk about a lot of different altcoins. We try to time narratives. We try to see what's going on in the news, what's going on in the headlines. And today we're going to highlight four to five of some of the altcoins that we talk about the most because we owe it to our community to really share some of the things that maybe they have missed or don't see that's going on behind the scenes that we are privy to. For sure. I feel like there's just so much noise on crypto Twitter, on social media. There's 20,000 plus projects, right? So sometimes, even if you're invested in a project, you miss a big update because it's like you scroll through your feed and there's just garbage, just garbage. So that's why it's important for us. Every now and then we pick, as you said, four or five of the projects we talk about all the time and make sure that everyone knows exactly what they're building behind the scenes during a bear market so that they can look forward to seeing these projects flourish in the future. And it's, I think it's really important to highlight things because I think that I was thinking about this today and I feel that, the technology is so important and sometimes we get too fixated on price action and we're like all oh, the price the price is down you know 50 percent. this thing sucks right it's like well no it's like if you really look at what's going on behind the scenes like um there's a few people getting kicked off of youtube lately and right away i was like fuck i'm like man this is this would be perfect for deso yeah i wish people were jumping onto deso right now and starting yeah. to use a decentralized social media it's all about friend tech right yeah, yeah. friend tech yeah. and so anyways because we don't talk about these products all the time, it's nice to bring our listeners up to speed. So That's let's right. jump right into it. Yep. All right. Let's start with Quanex. Yeah. Quant so, Platform. Yeah. Quant Platform. This has been um, kind of one of our newer gems. We just started talking about this one over the last month and maybe a couple of months here as we realized just how unique their technology is. So quick refresher, Quanex is building the only quantum resistant layer one blockchain. And the big piece of news for Quant Platform lately is that they actually launched their private blockchain. So a lot of projects, you know, they're building, it's coming, it's testnet. They launched their private blockchain. This is huge news. Yeah, when mainnet goes live, that's when it's like, okay, now the this is open to the public. This is open to everyone. Enterprises can now start using the Quan platform. And this is huge because this is the world's first private blockchain that is both quantum resistant and also EVM compatible. Yeah. Meaning any project on Ethereum can move over to Quan platform and be quantum resistant, which we know is a major threat to blockchain technology. It's just who's going to be protected from this threat. Yeah, so um, as we always talked about with Quantex before, one of the best things about their technology is that it's easy to use. It's easy for developers to come in to use because you can use any coding language. So they've projected over 26 million new software developers are going to be entering the Web3 space, and now their mainnet is live. So now developers can actually come and build on their mainnet. 
<clears throat> now looking forward with Quan Platform, they're developing a hybrid blockchain in addition to their private and public. So the launch of the Quan private blockchain is the first step followed by the public testnet, which is be going to be coming within the next few months and the Quan public blockchain expected release by the end of this year. So they're building, they got private, they got hybrid, they got public. They're continuing to build in the bear market, making partnerships and really executing, which is always good to see. And most blockchains are either public or private. This is a hybrid blockchain. Mm. This can attract, not only do they attract all the potential developers that exist out there because you can code in any language and receive royalties. You know, I was doing a comparison to Solana, for example. It's had like eight outages. You can only code in like four different languages and it's not quantum resistant. And then when you look at its market cap, Quantex could do non-financial Vikes, yep. but it could do like a 200X to get to that market cap. Coding in any language, developer royalties, yeah. quantum resistant, <clears> like <throat> it's crazy. So I think all, all it's going to take is for quantum cybersecurity threats to start to trend a little bit. Yeah. And Quantex could go absolutely crazy because as we've already seen, IBM built a supercomputer that can break 99% of all blockchains. And although they say this is still five, 10 years away from actually you know, becoming a threat with the genesis of AI here, I feel like things are going to move a lot faster. So we always like to be early to the narratives, Quantex delivering public, private, hybrid blockchains. Let's go. Private blockchain live. I like it. I'm <coughs> looking forward to the public testnet and eventually the public blockchain going live year end. Yep. This is something I've been working on for a while. So it's nice to see that they've actually executed. For sure. All right. Which one do you want to highlight next? Let's, uh, let's jump into maybe one that everybody's favorite. Because we called it at like an $800,000 market cap mm -hmm. before it went up to $30 million. Yep. Uh, I think it's currently hovering around maybe a $6, 7000000 million market cap For still. Sure. Yep. So still up 10x. Mm -hmm. um, they're still building behind the scenes. Haven't been doing as many AMAs. I think, you know, they, they did like 20 of them. Mm -hmm. And that was a beautiful form of marketing. For sure. That's like going door to door and trying to sell, sell yourself, you know? Yep. Uh, so we're talking about Bitrock. Yeah, Bitrock, of course. I feel like people still don't realize this project is... Less than three months old. Yep. Like, come on. People think that, all right, why, why isn't this at 100 million market cap yet? Why haven't they made big partnerships with all these companies? This is still a baby project. We were just lucky to get onto it really early, right? People forget that. So if you, you, know, if you don't know what Bitrock is, it's an Ethereum layer two scaling solution. You know, if you ever used Ethereum, Uniswap, gas fees are out of control. So we've had popular layer twos like Arbitrum, Optimism, Polygonmatic. The problem with those is they're backed by massive VCs, massively inflated valuations, token dumps every month. You know, retail is not going to win with those. Bitrock, self-funded, no VCs. They're funded by their buy-sell tax. So small market cap and no token unlocks that are going to dump on you. That's what attracted to us in the first place. Yeah, I think if <laughs> it's funny because everybody looks at, if you look at like the top 50 projects and their market caps, None of these projects would have these market caps if it weren't for venture capitalists pumping in $200, $300 million into these projects at seed round prices. Yep. There's such limited venture capital backing right now because nobody wants to be dumped on anymore. Plus, there's also the fact that they could be deemed as securities when it's a fair launch, 100% circulation. Can't really be deemed as securities. For sure. Yeah, I like that. So what has Bitrock been up to lately? Obviously, they had the staking they brought out on Ethereum, which was 60%, then down to 30% for Bitrock. Then they launched their native DEX, RockSwap, and they have they launched their mainnet staking. So RockSwap, you can stake at 90%. And Bitrock, if you bridge it over to mainnet, onto the on EVM compatible using MetaMask or whatever you want, bridge it over to mainnet, you can still do 60% staking for, for Brock token. Um, but looking forward, and what they're actually building now is what could be 
the killer app, a huge feature that I will be personally using on BitRock, which is a multi-chain cross-chain DEX, which will be RockSwap on the BitRock mainnet. So we've used RockSwap and one, I love not paying any gas because mm-hmm. when I'm doing Ethereum swaps and I'm paying 40 bucks a time, it adds up. Mm-hmm. We're not paying any gas on when we use RockSwap. When this eventually becomes multi-chain and you want to start using, you know, uh, Avalanche or Polygon or, or whatever, Ethereum, you can start making these swaps without actually having to use the native uh, token of that chain. So you just use just BitRock mm-hmm. and the gas fees are limited. Yep. So when this goes live, this is going to be a game changer. Yeah, I think this could be a, the fact that right now um, bridging assets across chains is clunky. There's yeah, not a lot is. of good bridges. Sometimes it fails. So if BitRock can pull this off, a multi-chain cross-chain DEX powered by their native token BitRock yeah. on, with RockSwap, this, you know, we're talking about a project that's still sitting at a $5 million, $6 million, $7 million market cap. This, I, mean, I did a tweet about it the other day where I was like, okay, we saw there was a massive run-up in the BitRock chart for the anticipated launch of RockSwap. Yeah. And then, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news, everyone dumped. I think this is the next, this will be, you know, not financial advice. This is just our personal opinion. You know that we hold bags of BitRock and are staking it. I think this could be the next massive hypey run-up for BitRock when they start to leak some things about the multi-chain decks, cross-chain decks, it's coming. Then you could see BitRock maybe do another 10X. Like, who knows? We'll see. I see that they've... Uh, they got this V2 for the BitRock Chain Explorer coming out. So the user experience is going to go tenfold. Like it's, it looks really sleek and I've, I saw some of their uh, designs. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to see all the different dApps that are being built, the utilities, the bridging, the staking. One other thing they have is a token builder. So I think the token builder is going to be really sweet because the devs have basically built it so you can build projects really easily. It has like a pre-code um, thing for you. But it also, because of the way it's, it is coded, it eliminates rug pulls, it eliminates scams, yep. uh, it eliminates bugs. So I think I'm really looking forward to the token builder. We're going to start to see a lot more activity on chain, which should in turn, the rock swap should get utilized a lot more often. Right in addition to the native token Brock as well. Yeah, I mean, the ecosystem has started to grow. There have been some small projects that are starting to launch in it, which is nice to see, but it will be it will be great to see some, you know, killer apps and bigger projects. So look, if you're, if you're holding BitRock, I mean, I'm just chilling with my bag, staking. There's a lot to look forward to with that project. So I went to the Telegram group, asked some questions because I see that, you know, they had a something called like multi-millionaire meme token or whatever. They had this NFT marketplace launch. The reason they're doing that now and the, you know, you, we want to see like huge integrations. We want to see like a Quanex start using yeah, yeah, BitRocket, yeah. right? Or something like that. But what they're doing is they're kind of using these as like test pilots. They're demonstrating that they actually have a product that works. Right. And then that's when you're going to start to see bigger integrations and bigger projects start to integrate with BitRock. Yep. You can't forget that this is, they've already integrated with uh, Dex Tools. It was one of the fastest uh, projects to ever integrate with them mm-hmm. and BitMart, uh, yeah, yeah. a centralized exchange. So, Pretty impressive stuff. For sure. A lot to look forward to. I like it. So there's one one of our projects that we talk about a lot that just started to get massive mainstream coverage on one of the biggest news outlets in North America. But let's save that one to the end of the episode. So you have to watch to find out what that one is because that is big news, which could propel that to new heights. Absolutely massive. Let's save that to the end of the episode, yeah. though. Let's go with um, let's go with OXO next. Yeah, okay. So OXO, another one of our gems that we've just started talking about more recently um, so it's, it's all about privacy. So OXO, they're building a privacy DEX, a private wallet, private transactions. And in an era where people are starting to not want to get tracked by governments or other people online, 
I can see this having a big future. That's why we started to talk about it. Um, but what they've been doing is talking now more about their the Arcane Wallet mm. is kind of starting to come to the forefront, which I like. That'd be pretty cool. Instead of using MetaMask, which is owned by, was it Consensus mm-hmm. and Infura? Yep. Which has ties to the government? Yeah, I mean, uh, this, I don't know, who there's, some, yeah, there's yeah. some stuff going on yeah, there. Yes, centralized-ish for sure. Exactly, yeah. definitely centralized. Yep. Uh, this is going to be fully decentralized. What I like is they're doing an implementation of a zero NS name service. So if you've ever used the DEX, the user experience is not great. It's early. It's early. Yeah. And it you kind of generates like this super long code that you need to use. What they're going to do is it'll be like the Ethereum name service will be a lot easier. You can just type in um, Jolly Green. It'll be Jolly Green dot zero X zero. Yep. It's, it gets rid of this whole huge uh, key that you need to use. So I really am looking forward to the implementation of this. It's going to streamline the transfer process. It's going to elim- eliminate the ma- the need to manually copy and paste the entire zero X zero address. You know, yeah. I, it's it's improving. Like when we talk about building things, it's like you try to eliminate that one extra click because you start to lose users. Yeah, they're making sure. it easier. Yeah, I mean the Arcane wallet. Eventually, they're going to build it. It's starting to become a standalone wallet, so it'll be just like MetaMask, available on iOS, Android, all the app stores, and it'll be the key to using their private decks. So it's going to be, the ecosystem is slowly being built. As you said, right now, the user interface is still quite clunky because it's still early. But we always say in crypto, if something is early stage, but it still kind of works, it's usually worth paying attention to it because once they start polishing that product and, it, and make it easier for users to onboard to it, that's when you can really start to see mass adoption. And I just think that these privacy-based products, when the next 100 million users of crypto get onboarded in the next bull run, people are going to be searching for private products. Mm. And I think OXO is, is really starting to build something really cool. They've got a really good community. Um, I think um, the combination, even like, you know, I know NFTs are not hot right now, but they're building a private NFT marketplace, which will sync in with their wallet index. So the thing about NFTs is, especially on crypto Twitter, once you start putting your profile picture and then your address, you're doxing your, your wallets and your addresses and everything right away with your, mm. with your ID, right? Because it's like, oh, this is me. Here's my NFT. You can click your wallet, see all your transactions. Sometimes, you know, maybe that's not the best idea. So with them integrating their private wallet with private decks, with private NFT marketplace, all that, it's maybe a way for people to keep private while still engaging in those activities. Yeah. And then they're also really making this become decentralized. So it's going to be impossible to stop. So they're giving people the opportunity to become a relayer. And a relayer, you can think of it like a validator on Ethereum. So basically, when you become this validator or this relayer for a 0x0, you get reimbursement of gas fees, you get to share the processing fees, you get all these like added benefits, but it also, as more people jump on as a relayer, it also makes it fully decentralized. Right. Yeah, interesting. The tokens, I mean, the OXO tokens actually been kind of performing pretty well lately. Doing very well. So that's uh, a good sign for sure in a bear market, always a good sign. I like it. All right. So this next one's kind of an interesting one. It's, It's not so much an update that the project has built something new or released something new, but it's us kind of putting the pieces together again here, right? So if you've been watching the news lately, I mean, this kind of got a little bit buried because maybe people don't want you seeing what happened. But in, in kind of like this weird show of force, all of the Silicon Valley titans, Elon, Mar- Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, the CEO of Google, uh, all, all these Sam Altman of OpenAI, all of these top tech titans, the people who lead the companies that are defining the future of technology, they all met together under one roof to discuss the future of AI and specifically regulation. And we know that's being led by Chuck Schumer. Mm. Now, what is the one project we've talked about and have been 
talking about for a long time that has built a specific prod- product for AI regulation and has even sent a letter to Chuck Schumer. Yeah, that's our right chain. Mm-hmm. So this is verifiable, trustworthy proofs on chain. So when all these conglomerates do start working together, you can actually see like, look, is this a, is this a protocol or is this an AI um, software that you want to be utilizing or having in your household? Um, and to our knowledge, Orichain has actually been in communication with Chuck Schumer and has been sending letters uh, forth as well. And we, ha- we have proof of that. So. Yeah, that's big. And I mean, if you look at, look at some of the quotes that came out of that meeting, and I feel like it wasn't discussed enough. Like Elon Musk is continuing to warn of civilizational risks posed by AI. Um, Sundar Pichai, I probably butchered that name, but the uh, CEO <laughs> of Google, he highlight, he's, like, he's more you know, optimistic. He's like, look, it's going to solve our health and energy problems. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg stressed the importance of open and transparent AI systems, which is, we'll get to another project about that. But there's just a lot of chatter here. And I think that something is going to, get done. There's going to be headlines about this. And if Orichain can really establish himself as the leader, we've been talking about this narrative for a while now. There's a lot of AI projects. They're all kind of doing different things. But in terms of the regulation narrative, I feel like Ari, they're in the lead. And I, yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately the chart, it looks like it's bleeding out at the moment, but would you rather you buy, you buy low or you buy high, right? I like to buy high and then sell low. (laughs) I know a lot of people like doing that. Obviously not financial advice. You can do whatever you want, but um, this isn't something that Orichain, they didn't, haven't brought out a new product, but we're connecting the dots here. We see the regulation again. The headlines are building here. This is also when we did some of our original tweets months months back. You realize that this is like the first random uh, RVFs on Avalanche, on Phantom, um, that AI fund with Tron. They have all the, they have their um, Syscoin, uh, Ocean Protocol, mm-hmm. all these in- integrations and connections. I could foresee potentially some new integrations hitting really soon because they have been quiet for a little bit, but they also on the Cosmos ecosystem has had uh, on GitHub had the highest number of commits uh, last week. Interesting. So they're working and things are happening behind the scenes. This is a legitimate company. If you want to become bullish on our ride chain, watch the interview we did with the head of ecosystem Tyree from a few weeks ago or a month ago, whatever. There's so much going on with this company. It's not just a Web3 company. They're working in Web2. It's an AI powerhouse. And uh, yeah, we continue to be bullish on it. It's an AI tech company with a $20 million market cap who services the entire globe. Yeah. So people can keep sleeping on it all they want. I look look forward to the future when we can say, we told you so, when this thing's sitting at like a $500 million market cap. Hopefully, I mean, we're, we're sitting here, we, we have uh, Orion, we're staking it on O-Wallet, so it's pretty easy, you just earn your nice APY on that one. It's like 20% or something, yeah. So let's move to the final project that we wanted to highlight, and that's the one that we alluded to earlier that is also an AI project, and just had a massive piece of news on, was it Fox? Yeah, Fox News. Yeah, so this, this is isn't, one. This isn't one of those paid marketing things that gets picked up by Yahoo, and it's like, wow, look, Yahoo's got it, and then it says, uh, written by, yeah. 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 This is an actual piece by Fox News yep. investigating BitTensor Tau. Yeah. And this is one of our favorites. We've For done sure. a standalone episode on it. And the more you dig into it, you realize that this is the Bitcoin of AI. Right. This thing is incredible. So what exactly did the article say and what, what angle what angle did they take? So basically the angle is we have um, this individual. He's a former Google employee. His name is uh, Jacob Steves. And he built a protocol that allows developers from all around the world to privately anonymously and allows them to build open open sourced ai models that anybody on the planet can use and improve right 
And in this article, he alludes to the fact that Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, is going to be basically OpenAI is going to go public and they're going to get all this money and all these all this backing from a lot of Microsoft insiders and people connected closer to Microsoft. And it's going to go public at a valuation of like a trillion dollars. Crazy. And he his concern is that, look, you're going to get a monopoly from the biggest tech giants in the world on the most dangerous form of anything that we've ever seen on this planet to date. Yep. Even more so than nuclear weapons, if you will. For sure. So he's built this coding and allows anybody in the world to utilize it. He's saying that they can shut him down because they're going to make an attempt to calling for a federal licensing requirement. And that's going to happen because the OpenAI CEO, Sam Altman, is lobbying Congress right now. Of course. And he's got a lot of money. He just started that fucking stupid world coin shit. Yeah, no. Right? So he's got money to fucking pay these guys. <laughs> but because guy. this is fully decentralized, he's saying, look, they can shut me down, but it's too late to stop BitTensor Tau. You just can't do it. It's yeah. already running. It's a powerhouse, and it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. It's really interesting because it's like the decentralized, it's like the good guy against, on a side note, how crazy is this Sam Altman guy? He's got this open AI with ChatGPT. Now he's got this world coin. He's scanning every motherfucker's eyes. Yeah. This guy is the real Dr. Evil. He is actually, Everyone's yeah. like, oh, it's Elon Musk. Like no, I feel like Elon Musk has, has the, the best of society in his heart. Yeah. You look into this Sam Altman guy into his eyes and you listen to his interviews. He's scary. I don't know about this guy. I like him. I don't know about this guy. So yeah, a bit tensor tau. It's, it's very interesting. A couple of other uh, pretty cool things they've done over the past month and a bit. Um, if you saw, they got listed on Gate.io. Yeah. And bit tensor tau is interesting because it's a foundation, right? It's like a community project. So one, it's not a security. Two, they don't directly deal with exchanges or market makers because... They want to stay not a security and they yeah, want to stay outside of regulations, right. right? So the community came together and got them listed on Gate.io, which has improved liquidity, improved awareness, improved access to investors, all that kind of stuff. Shout out to the community for doing that. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, what else did they do? They sponsored Hack MIT. So MIT in, uh, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, one, one of, if not the top technology institute in America. Um, the fact that they're sponsoring that, putting their name there, it's bringing awareness to developers that want to move into the AI sector and they're going to see BitTensor Tau as one of the leaders in that space. So I think, you know, every now and then you see sponsorships of hackathons and stuff, but the fact they're sponsoring the Hack MIT one, that's like the king of, that's the, the king, holy yeah. grail. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, they've, they've definitely been making moves. Like They also have, they're preparing to release the user-created subnets. So basically it's going to make um, BitTensor more av readily available to the broader audience. And that's what we like to see. We like to see that mass adoption. And it's slowly happening. So potential talent, they're doing a lot of um, mm -hmm. a lot of good things here. Yeah, and we've, we've talked about it before. Again, we, we've mentioned it earlier in the episode. When, when something is clunky and hard to do in crypto, it's usually worth it. And we personally both have our bags of Tau. Staking it is a mission. Uh, it requires, you're going to have to watch a couple of YouTube videos and copy a couple of codes and go on to like download some sketchy wallet and stuff. It's because... No one has really built their nice, sleek, easy user user face front end for staking Tau. But this isn't the APY is like twenty five percent and nine almost. I think it's like eighty eight percent of people are staking the Tau. Eighty percent, eighty eight percent holders crazy. are staking the Tau, and it automatically restakes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I've accumulated fifteen new Tau since. That's great. It. It's like 50, honestly, fifty bucks a Tau. It's worth it to go watch a couple of the YouTube videos, learn how to stake Tau. If you are owning, if you are a long term believer in it, you might as well earn twenty five percent. That's what we're doing. Um, I'm not selling this thing until, you know, 
five years plus. Yeah, like I see a minimum three year hold for me. See a long term vision. So yeah, yeah I think um, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Again, it's one of those projects because there's no VC backing. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. They don't have all these shillers on Twitter, but it's starting to reach the mainstream. I've seen some larger Twitter accounts start to. They, they like, oh, what is this? Yeah. What is I think this? once you actually learn about it, you're like, I, I can't think of a, two better AI projects now. It's like, you know, there's yeah. Fetch and AGIX and all that bullshit. Yeah. But it's like, truly, yeah. there are only two AI projects that you need to know about. Yeah. And it's Chain and Potential Tau, in my opinion. I like it. Hey, look, so, you know, I, we have a lot of good Beanstalk altcoin gems, even some new ones that we didn't bring up today. But if there's anything that you guys want to hear, any gems you want to hear about, let us know in the comments. We're always going to do a follow-up episode to this and talk about all of our favorite gems on the show. Make sure you tune into the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.